Gonna Go Pizza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Got a tweet from Chris Johnson here to start the show. Mike Babcock's message to his players today. This is our opportunity. We earn this opportunity. Let's make good on this opportunity. I like it. I like it. It's still 2-2. Mm-hmm. Why, is, why is everyone acting like this is a funeral today? Because It's 420. Because it was our turn. Washington acted like it was a funeral when the Leafs went up one game. Yeah. You know what's funny about it all? Um, it's two fragile fan bases is what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Leafs who are I don't, don't know what success feels like, and Washington who yeah. has achieved this level of success many, many times before yeah. but needs to achieve the next level. It's, it's two fan bases who just both know the Tantalus and Sisyphus effect yes. to varying degrees. Well, the thing is, you know, we are essentially back at ground zero. Like, we are back to where we were before game one. It's a, yeah, it's a it's best a of three series. instead yeah. of a best of seven. Uh, I don't like this whole, yeah, but home ice advantage. Well, it's, both teams coughed up home ice advantage, so how important is that? Right. Well, mm-hmm. it, it, and you know, so you've got, you've got um, and it, I love everybody's hot takes this morning. Oh, because So we had, we were, we were watching at Real Sports, and, and you know. Rough, rough first period. It was a rough first period, but did you ever feel, just like in game three, did you ever feel like the Leafs were out of it? Not for a second. Even when the no. Leafs, literally, Washington stomped on the Leafs in the first period. Like, it was not close. The, the, I think, what did they outshoot them, 15 to 5 or something? It was ridiculous. Yeah, and it was still a bounce away from a 2-2 tie. Yes. Yes. Now. Um, There's a Tom Wilson save. Yeah, a Tom Wilson yeah. save yeah. slash goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Had Tom Wilson not saved that that goal and Freddie not let in. Freddie did let in a couple weak ones last night. But he also made the game some, winner. Yeah, the, yeah, game, the game, winner game winner was, was weak. Bad. The Tom Wilson goal was weak. From the well, side which, of the net? Which one? <laughs> the, 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 yeah, uh, the, the save um, slash, then he goes end to end. And, uh, uh, that was a weak goal, man. I know uh, it was a deflection. It's still weak. If you, have yeah. your, if you have your post covered properly on that, you save that. It's, it was one of those games where the Leafs gave up too many really good opportunities, but at some point Excuse you me? got a, opportunities. Thank and you. And at some point, you just you need a save. You do, you need but Freddie has been giving them those saves, so yeah. I will forgive Freddie Anderson just... that. Uh, and also, the thing is, is that you know it, it, what makes me laugh about it all is uh, you know Steve Simmons again. Not to bring this man up again, but I have to. <laughs> His column was like this man. It might only be two two, but sure feels like Washington's way ahead of the Leafs. And I'm like, you must be the only uh. person in the city feeling like that. I, are you having a bad week? Like, what's going on? I what mean, are you watching? He's on brand. He's, he's on he, brand. He's on brand. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. It's so easy to, it's so easy to take that line. It is. Well, it's just. It's so easy to be defeatist because chances yeah. are in life, chances are, you lose more than you win. Right. It's a very uncomplicated way of looking at things, which is for some people. If you're, if but, you're that, but like, think about this. Like, chances of the Leafs winning the cup, pretty small. Chances of them not winning the cup pretty big so all you have to say is least won't win the cup chances are you're gonna be right i mean i mean i <laughs> there are chances improved their chances improved last night they now got a one in 15 chance instead of one in 16 is that right calgary flames are gone ah wow well 15, there you go 15 teams left so it's a, it is a split sorry flames fans no no team i don't think has dominated uh like washington did in that first period though they really I think they took I it disagree. to the Leafs. I would say the Leafs in the third period last game. I said the first period. 
Oh, oh, in the first, first period. Just first period alone. You think the Leafs in the third period last game were, were anywhere? Because here's the thing. They were Washington close. Washington basically walked on us. They did. They did. But again, ah, so But when close you're playing from behind, it's different. It is. You're going to play aggressive. It's 100% yeah, different. It's not the same. Yeah, leads are not safe in this series. Yeah. And Washington's coughed up a few. Leafs have coughed up a few. Can I also just say that? No. On the subject of Steve Simmons. It's on a different subject, but he, um, in his tweet about Tramkin, he started out with, I please easily. Hold on, Tramkin. Tramkin being the the player uh, from Winnipeg who is now going back to the KHL. Canucks. Sorry, Canucks, sorry. Going back to the KHL. Yes. So what did he say? So he started out with his tweet with, I please easily. And speaking about himself, Steve Simmons said, I please easily. Do we agree with this sentiment? Do you think that Steve, he's easily pleased? He, do you think he's easily pleased? I don't, I don't think so. think so, no. Okay. Not from just, his sports team. He might be in real life. Like, he, again, he didn't seem like that. He's a pretty affable guy. Um, didn't seem, no. I, <laughs> but what, what, is it, what, what, what comes teams? after that, though? Um, if I could live my life in the beautiful city of Vancouver and play pro hockey, what could be better than that? Well... <laughs> Jeez, you didn't so, grow up in Vancouver, though. Tramkin grew up in Russia. Well, and this is the thing. So where where do we go? There's lots of non-playoff stories to go. Uh, we're going go Leafs first. Today. We're going. Yeah. Leafs we'll first. go Leafs first. I have thoughts on that Tramkin thought. So okay, we'll get to it's that. It's interesting that Steve w- took that line. I so, thought it's funny that he pleases easily. <laughs> that, that is, yeah, that, that is, is kind of it's funny. a good thing to bring up. No, I think it might be time to have him on again. Uh, I think uh, I, I also think. The Leafs, you know, there isn't much to say about last night except for when do you see Connor Carrick and Connor Brown screw up that badly? When do you see that happen? It's not often, it's, right? You got to watch that play. Watching it once or twice um, does it no justice, really. You have to watch it over and over again really slowly. The amount of things that went wrong that went wrong and had to happen was unbelievable. So, okay, Connor Brown. Uh, Matthews knocks down Burakovsky, or Burakovsky falls down, I don't remember. Connor Brown brings the puck back on side for Washington. Maybe not the best play, but at least the Leafs have the puck. All he's got to do is feed it to a streaking Connor Carrick on the left, or he's got someone on the right, and he can do, like, all you got to do is walk past that little blue line. Connor uh, Brown, two Connors here, Connor Brown who hasn't been the flashiest Leaf rookie, he's been more tactical, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, just whiffs on it, just completely whiffs on it. Borakovsky gets in an escape. Connor Carrick is still able to corral the puck, even though, again, he brings it back onside for Washington. But even once he's given it away, it's a wall of three Leafs in front of the puck, and there's still another Leaf in support behind them. And Backstrom still found a way to feed it to Oshi. Like it was just, it was just a, a cavalcade of garbage. Mm-hmm. And but you, you got to give give the Caps a little bit of credit. Yeah. Burkowski with that little thing with his skate to make it a little more complicated. And Backstrom somehow finding that puck in that maze and and making a nice pass. It's like Mitch Marner lifting the stick of one of the Caps players in overtime in Game Three. And that puck goes to Kadri, who puts it on Bozak's stick, who deflects it into the net. So it's little Just plays. one little play. For a team that's made a lot of defensive mistakes this season... Um, we can forgive them that, right? Well, we can forgive them, but that was the worst. And because it was the worst, um, I'm less worried. Because I'm like, they're, they're not going to top that. No. Ooh, that was a dangerous thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm we saying? We were talking like, about tempting fate earlier. Yeah, I know. We also got butt goal. So, like, things have bounced our way as yep. well. 
Well, everything's been traffic mm-hmm. in front. You know, that's the strategy in this series. It's Braden Holtby. He's got the best playoff save percentage ever or something like that. So you need traffic in front. Hyman was a deflection. JVR's was a shot that I think, did that go off a butt? Or were you talking about game three? Game three. Oh, okay. Game three well, buckle. I think there was a deflection on the JVR goal. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. And even if there wasn't, there was still traffic. Matthews was a rebound uh, due to a Matt Hunwick shot through mm-hmm. traffic. Bozak was chaos on a six on five. I mean, that's the name of the game. The, the good news is the Leafs are having no trouble scoring goals mm-hmm. through all this. I'm not worried. The, the stat I, I gave you guys yesterday was if you combine the regular season um, and these four playoff games, the Leafs have scored 21 goals on Braden Holtby in 20 periods of play. And that is if you count each overtime as a full period. So it might even be less. Oh, it's it's definitely worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his goals against or whatever. Not that that's a great stat, but they're finding ways to get goals. Um, and they would have tied the game. That game would have gone to overtime had they not straight up given mm-hmm. <laughs> Washington the puck. And, and give Holtby credit too because Kadri had a surefire goal. To make it 5-4. And, and blocks it with his arm. Blocked that, it. So there were so many points in the game where you go, that's the difference of the game. It was Tom Wilson making a big save and then coming down to the other end of the ice. It was the the challenges and non-challenges, which I, I think we'll get to. It was Anderson not giving them a save on the fifth goal and Holtby giving them a big save to prevent the fourth goal or at least hold it off. Since you brought it up, challenges. Do you think Mike Babcock should have challenged the first goal? Yes. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty, but we saw the Washington challenge, and they deemed that was goaltender interference. If that was goaltender interference, whenever that happened, I don't remember. If that was goaltender interference, the first one, the 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 Capitals one nothing goal, is a hundred percent goaltender interference. Now Jesse's shaking his head. We had an interesting conversation at Real Sports, and I, I agree with him. Is, is the weird thing like it to me? Goaltender interference, my understanding of it is whenever the opposing player initiates contact with the goalie and the puck goes in, it's goalie interference. But to Jesse's point, what did you say? It had no effect on the goal. Right, which I think should matter, but does it? I think it does. I think the officials look at that. But what I, about, well, but it's it's it, it should matter, and, and the officials look the caps, do look at that. But then, the but then they don't follow back. through on that, right? Because that that yeah. uh, to me, that goal should have counted. But the caps, I'm, goal, I'm with you. I think yeah. that caps goal should have counted. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, the caps yeah. goal that did not count should have been six four. Should have counted. Freddie's like hugging the guy. Yeah, he's hugging him. I don't. I th- was it backstrom oh, again? You think the caps goal should have counted as well? Well, no, I think that was goaltender interference. Well, with Jake Gardner, the war with Jake Gardner no, there? No, the one where Anderson's got his arm around him. It was shenanigans because... I thought that goal should have counted, yeah. Because, no, because that, Anderson initiated contact, though. That was no, where... No, he didn't initiate. He just kept the contact going. So the This is the thing. The officials uh, knew. But in the, in the instance with um, on the first goal, where it, got, um, where it was a goal for Washington, it was Anderson was kind of bumped after he was already out of the play and the puck was going in the net. Huh. I, I would like to get a clarification on how they look at these. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way that we could do that. Like, I'm sure we could talk to CJ or something like that. And Probably, or Friedman, because Friedman was saying, uh, I think on the broadcast, like, I'm surprised Babcock didn't challenge that. It's just mm-hmm. seeing the Washington goal get called back, like, your argument, I, I don't disagree with it. It's perfect. But I think based on that, they probably would have called the one nothing goal back. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think there's enough. Now, maybe... 
they were 50-50 on the Washington goal that was disallowed, and they went, eh, you know what? Probably shouldn't have given it to him in the first period. But that should not be how you call a game. <laughs> Make no, up I know. Calls, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we didn't. Uh, it's not. It's not about that's. It, the refs are not supposed to play the. You game. don't think that stuff happens? Oh, I, oh Steve, I know Come that. On. I know it Come does. On. But that's that's why I thought when they had the so the, another key moment I thought was the Leafs not scoring in the five on three. Although I do mm-hmm. think that got yeah. the engines kind of motoring, right? Um, yep. It, it definitely got their legs back and their confidence back, but it's so it, much happening. Like I didn't even mention that in the video. No, it's, well, I didn't it's, even mention because it. there's a lot of different points in in any sort of game like that. I hate doing LFRs before I come here. <laughs> I hate it because in the first 20 minutes of the show, I'm like, oh, I forgot everything. Did I watch? <laughs> Did I even watch? And that's you what your you your should. comment section reflects that. No, I'm kidding. No, you should <laughs> call Adam during the LFR and be like, hey, Adam, can you direct me and drive me through this LFR? That, oh, yeah, that's what he needs. Ten that's, years of success on his own, and he needs to call me. I don't, I don't think he needs to call me. <laughs> I, I need to phone a friend. You need to phone a friend. 50-50. Um, what should I call this LFR? I'm going to call it Wilson. The uh, five-on-three five on was a big one. Um, and I thought after that, I'm like, the Leafs had better be careful with their stick work because after five-on-three, inevitably... Inevitably, the other t- the team that had the five on three will get a penalty. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the rule. There was a little bit of irony earlier in the game too uh, that I didn't pick up right away. The Ovechkin goal that was scored on the power play that was because Bozak was in the box for taking a high sticking call on Lars Eller in Game Three. Lars Eller took the high sticking call on Zach Hyman. He was in the box when Bozak scored the overtime winner. Wow! I just thought that was kind of neat. It's two two, man. It's two two. Two two. Tight so, series. So going into games. going to Washington, we know that the Leafs are not intimidated by Washington having a home ice advantage. I don't. Think we know Washington is not intimidated by the Leafs having a home ice game to to come. What do you expect? What do you think? What do you honestly think? What do you feel in your gut? Doesn't I, have to be right. Just it, what do you feel? I know it's. <sighs> My feeling is I know what to expect in the final fifty five minutes of regulation. I, I never know what to expect out of the Leafs in the first five minutes of a game. They're either going to look like the 1979 Montreal Canadiens or the Gretzky-era Oilers or uh, the expansion caps. Like, I just, I don't know what to expect. And last night, they were the expansion caps. Mm-hmm. What, and, but the bizarre thing, the dichotomy of this team is the second it was 2 nothing. I'm like, oh, the Leafs got them right where they want them. And sure enough, they start playing their game and they come within a nose hair of tying it. I said to a guy in the bathroom while we were peeing. Um, That's good. That's I was good. like, uh, he's nice. like, he's like <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad I, okay, now that we have a visual of the well, setting. It was, I don't know, some, usually people don't initiate Talking at a urinal, but when you do, that's nope. it, that's a story, right? There's a rational <laughs> conversation happening. Love the podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, but a guy said he said, "Oh boy, they're down early." And I said, "Well, think about all the all the leads and they coughed said, up." So am I. Oh. oh. Think about all the leads they coughed up. I said, "Now they don't have to worry about that. Now they got no pressure. Come on back." And they did. Well, I was I was saying yesterday, like, how amazing would it be if uh, at the end of this season that was all about the Leafs choking. They, they're the comeback kids in the playoffs. Like, that's the story. They just keep coming back, and they find a way to be the Flames of a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and just, you know, snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat. I'll give them credit. There was no quit. They might not have started out well. And, it, you know, I got a bunch of angry tweets, of course, from Leaf fans going, they didn't deserve it, they didn't deserve it. Well, I don't, I, I don't know that they... I mean, what is deserved when three games go to overtime, right? Like, I think the team that <laughs> scores the most... What? The team that scores the most goals deserves it. Like, yeah. 
It's the playoffs. That, that doesn't matter as much anymore. Yeah, the Minnesota I mean, does, Wild deserve better than to be down 3-1 right now. Yeah, didn't help. <laughs> They're down 3-1? Doesn't help. They're down 3-1. The Flames deserve better than a 4-0 sweep. Didn't help. <sighs> didn't help. Nope. Boy, oh, there's another. Can you, okay. There's another what's story. What's the fallout from Calgary going down in four games like that? By the way, Flames had more shots and more shot attempts than Ducks in the series. I believe it. Um, well, Brian Elliott has played his last game for the Calgary Flames. Um, they have another goaltending situation to sort out this summer. Well, like you want to talk about like a moment where a goalie's career with a team dies? Um, the five four game, a softy in an elimination game. Oh, that. Well, there game was three. That. Yeah, they yanked him after one goal. One goal. That was brutal. I thought it was a bad goal though. Yeah, but you don't yank a if you yeah, I guess they had zero confidence. If you had that little confidence in that in that goaltender, Why you should not him? have started him. Yeah. So now Glenn Galutzin has kind of alienated this guy and he shouldn't have started him in the first place. We know that now, but uh, I just I just you can't you can't have a team where both those guys are back. If Calgary got a Ryan Miller. Ooh. Who's a who's a, a stable presence? Uh, yeah, and yeah. you know he's a quite kind of a he's not a, a bad team level headed guy. And what? Well, he's somewhat. He's not he's Robin one of the Leonard. Whining goalies in the league. Okay, he whines, but he's not Robin Leonard like hothead crazy, right? Mm, no, no, because Robin Leonard could actually whoop ass. Jonathan Bernier punched Ryan Miller in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder if if a guy like that comes in and and you know because they got to figure this out. Boy, I'm looking at Ryan Miller. Okay, so. 2013-14 when he was with the Sabres, the pretty bad Buffalo Sabres. He was a 923 goalie. Pretty good. Got traded to St. Louis, 903. Uh Canucks, first season, 911. Second season, 916. This season, 914. Not very good teams, but I don't know, man. Is that the guy? Is that the guy? And you know he's gonna cost too. Is he? He's is he at the, after three seasons like that? Is he going to cost? I don't think he's a six million dollar goaltender anymore. No, but I, dude, look at Cam Ward. Cam Ward managed to get what was it? Three years, three times three. Yeah, I think. I think Miller gets close to five, if not five. He's a UFA and a veteran. He has a track record, even though it's not recent. He gets paid. That's that's how mm. this league works. Well, veteran, veteran free agents. Who make who have at some point in their career made at least three million dollars? You got to be nuts. You got to be nuts to sign these guys, man. They're almost never worth it. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. so that's an interesting situation. Yeah. Anything to get off the Leafs, geez. well, the Leafs aren't that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that worried about. It. I don't know that what what there is to say. Like that's the that's the thing. It's it's two two. It's two like, two. It's, it's, it's they lost the game. Washington mm. beat them. Um, We're looking for a deep meaning here. It's would it have been better if we had won last game and lost the one previous game three. No, it would have still been two two. It's the same the thing. same situation. And think of how much better you would feel. Oh, they tied it up. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, now it's all tied. Like all this, all the chirping I saw last night. Like oh, Tom Wilson's your dad, and oh, the Caps tied it up. Leaves are choking and all this. I'm like. I'm sorry, is this from the President's Trophy winners? I had one guy go, actually, it wasn't a one-goal win. It was 6-4. And I'm like, oh, they're grasping at straws for the goal that got disallowed? Yeah. Like, this is how, this is the psyche of Caps fans. And 
there's a reason they feel that way, and it's because they have a great team that's fragile, which at times is what the Leafs are. To me, it's a neck-and-neck battle. Two teams that know how to score goals. They're exciting, high-flying, and kind of (laughs) crazy at the same time. Drive you crazy. It's 2-2. Let's go. Craig Anderson shuts the door, and Ottawa goes up 3-1 in the series against Boston. Could you ever have expected this with the injuries they had coming in? Absolutely not. Um, And the finish they had. Yeah, Dmitry Filipovich has really been riding this train, but Eric Carlson is having... One of the best like openings to a playoffs like any player has ever had. Like his possession is just unbelievable. The plays he's making is unbelievable. And uh, Craig Anderson is pulling a rabbit out of his hat as he often does. I uh, I said to, to Stephen Jesse last night, I was like, I sort of wish the Boston Ottawa game did not line up with the Leafs game every single time mm-hmm. because honestly, watching Montreal and New York, it's been sort of boring. I'm not like I I, I don't know. I I don't see the same investment in that series. Only because if you're watching as a as a, a a person who's not a fan of either team, what you want to see is hatred hockey, and I I don't know that I've seen hatred hockey in you know what I mean. Like I, I'm looking like the Sens, really. the Sens and Saber, or sorry, the Sens and Bruins don't like each other, right? Well, what nasty series do we have? That's Pittsburgh, true. Columbus, but yeah. even that's not as nasty as I thought it would be, minus the Calvert thing. Uh, probably Calgary, Anaheim, and it's done. Yeah. It's been a relatively tame playoff. Yeah, I think so. Um, New York and Montreal are playing tonight. Uh, that'll be on CBC. We've got uh, Blue Jackets and Penguins. Now, Penguins could close it out tonight. Uh, this could be it. Habs Rangers is two two, right? Yep. Yep. I, I said Habs in five. That was that was the series I was most sure in. And the Predators. <laughs> there's two more. Uh, Char- sorry, San Jose and uh, Edmonton. They're knotted up at two. Uh, and then you got Predators Blackhawks. Now. That would be interesting. I don't... That's 3 nothing, right? Yeah, it's 3 nothing. I feel like the Predators are going to win the series. I'm 50-50 on whether or not they can win that the fourth game. Oh. Because it's hard to win four games in a row anyway. Mm-hmm. And, then, and this is against Chicago. This is not a joke. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> they lose the fourth game. Boy, that's one hell of a juggernaut gaining steam, isn't it? With Nashville? The Blackhawks. No, I'm oh. saying if the Blackhawks win. Oh, yes. And they've done this. I mean, literally Boston, or it was Boston, Chicago's done everything. They've come back from everything. They almost, 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 almost one overtime goal against Vancouver away from pulling off the miracle. Are you taking Chicago? Tonight? In the series. I'm taking Nashville in the series. And I took Nashville in the series. I took Nashville all Me the too. way to the cup. I think they're a phenomenal team. However, they're younger. And Chicago's going to play Chicago hockey, but they're young too. I mean, that, besides the big five on that team mm-hmm. or the big six, I guess um, they really—they're not a—they're not a very experienced team in the playoffs, yeah. um, relative to what they've been in the past. Right? Yeah. They have—they do have some rookies up there, and Richard Ponick. Let us not forget the one and only <gasps> Toronto great Richard Ponick. Um, I just—the thing with Chicago right now is goal scoring. And it's been the thing all year. And Pecorino is playing like Pecorino of old. And I mean, that Nashville defense is not to be trifled with, man. They're good. They're good. And they know how to score a goal or two. Mm-hmm. Chicago was up 2 nothing. People forget, man. It's a very interesting little series. So, taking a break from the playoffs, which it's kind of nice to do. I'm not going to lie. 
A little bit. Um, a little bit. Well, in the first round's mayhem. It is. It's exhausting. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I felt bad for Elliot Friedman because I can tell he's fighting a head cold. And it was like within the first couple days he caught it. And I'm like, poor guy. He's got to be on there every day, eight hours. Holy jumping. That's that's a tough gig. And and he, and he you know Elliot, too. He's not a guy that will rest. No. Like, no, well, he can't. He can't. Like, I think it's... I think it's one of those situations, uh, like you see Ryan Kessler's contract, and you go, "Why the hell are the Ducks paying him that much?" No, the playoffs are when he makes his money. Like Friedman is rising to the occasion. This is when he makes his his money. Man. He's putting on that that gritty face and going for it. He's he's playing hurt. He's Morgan Riley face. Oh my god! Which I again, there's how is Tom Wilson not car- called for a charge slash hitting from behind on that? I don't know. That was well, easily three slides. You could easily have strides. given a check in from behind to the Leafs earlier in the shift. Like, for sure. It's uh, again consistency is lacking. Lacking. I'm not hating the calls they're making. Mm-hmm. I'm hating the calls they aren't. Could the lack of consistency be the reason why Mike Babcock didn't challenge? Because he, because h- how could you know? How could you know how this is called? I don't know if there was any particular reason other than like it needs to be for sure to overturn it. And he figures, well, it's one nothing. We've battled back from one nothing before. It's three minutes into the game. Do I really want to blow my time out right now? I might need this a little bit more later on. Mm-hmm. So that was probably his thinking. Like, it's not a sure... That wasn't a sure win. I'm looking back on it, and I'm looking at the other challenge and going, okay, now I have the confidence to say you should have challenged that. But at the time, I understand it. Ah! Ah! Um, you just don't know, man. Bu- Buffalo made a couple of huge moves this morning. They've announced that <clears throat> GM Tim Murray and Dan Biles, my head coach, gone. 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 And I asked a question on Twitter. What was that? Did the Maple Leafs making the playoffs (laughs) get Tim Murray fired? Mm. Mike Harrington wrote about it. What did he say? Well, no, no, sorry, sorry. Throughout the season, Mike Harrington wrote about the Leafs rebuild as ahead of the Sabres. Why... You know, I look at the situation the Leafs are in. Why isn't that the Sabres? Ryan O'Reilly talked about it. Jack Eichel, I think, talked about it. I don't remember if any other players talked about it. The Sabres were looking up the QEW all season long and going, why not us? Well, because they didn't have a well-constructed team. Or Jack Eichel for like two months. Yeah, but also they didn't have a well-constructed team. I think they placed their bets on the wrong goaltender. I'm sorry. That's just how I, I don't, yeah. I'm not been, I wasn't convinced with Robin Lanner in, I was in never, Ottawa. I was never. And I don't understand how a first round pick went to Ottawa for the Sabres to get him when there was literally, it's the softest goalie market we've ever seen. Yeah. And they paid a first round pick for that guy. I Like you look convinced. at what the Leafs paid for Freddie Anderson. Well, it was a first and a second, but it's Freddie Anderson. It's Freddie Anderson. I guess. Yeah. That's a proven, a pretty proven starter compared to what Robin Leonard was. And I very think. good in the playoffs. I so I don't know. Career. I just I, I think that Tim Murray. I think what got Tim Murray fired was some of the decisions he made. Was it the right thing to rebuild the Sabers? Absolutely. Totally. Was it the right thing to say I'm disappointed for the fans when you only ended up with Jack Eichel? No. Yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. and I said this to Jesse yesterday. I wondered with him there if that could ever be a fully happy marriage because. Um, there was that report out of Buffalo from WGR that was like something along the lines of 
Um, Jack Eichel will not re-sign if Dan Bilesma's the head coach. And they, of course, Jack Eichel's agents come out and say, no, 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 that's not the case. doesn't mean it's, it isn't or is the case. It, 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 it It's probably some validity to it. Yeah, there, was a, there was a variety of reaction uh, today I saw from Sabres fans. And one in particular was, are the Pagulas actually this impatient? Um, so they're the guys who run the show at, at the Sabres. I think they also own the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a case of that, but I I think a lot of people felt, and we talked about it on the show, like something's poison there. Yeah, like something's not quite right. I don't know what that is. I'm not in the locker room. I think I'm there's not multiple in things. I think there's a mix, a bad mix of personalities. Plus, like I said, Tim Murray was disappointed to get Jack Eichel and made that publicly known. How, as Jack Eichel, are you ever going to feel comfortable until he's gone? It's just, well, that's true. And it's just, I don't know, everyone just seems to have a really negative attitude. Negative attitude, down on everything, not stoked to be there, not stoked to to be a Sabre and put on their navy blue jerseys. (laughs) Seriously, when was the last time the Sabres had a good jersey? I'm going to argue the 80s, the black, red, and white ones. <laughs> I didn't mind those. The Hassan <laughs> ones? Yeah. 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 The Danny Breer. Yeah. 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 Those were good. They were. Yeah. Um, something seems poison. Uh, coaches get fired. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to rip on Bilesma. They just get fired whenever a situation is toxic. It's just. Sabres fans will rip on Bilesma. They didn't like his systems. Yeah, I did see a lot of that. Um, and if you're going to fire the GM, I guess you got to fire the coach because the next GM is just going to fire the coach. <laughs> Why not jump ahead of that? Now, who the hell do they replace him with? That's what I want to know. Who's out there? Uh, Mark Crawford's got to be a candidate because he's worked his way back up into things. Well, Mark Crawford is an assistant with... Um, Isn't it with Calgary? No. Ottawa. Ottawa. Right now. John Shannon had a list, and I'm going to look that up right now. My voice is killing me. Uh, creating list for potential GM in Buffalo. Craig Conroy, who I think is with the Flames. Yep. Mike Fuda, who I know came up with the Kings. I don't know if he's still with them. And Paul Fenton. I'm not sure who that is. but Those are not great prospects, man. Well, Mike Fuda is pretty highly touted. Um, he was given a lot of the credit for kind of finding uh, Wayne Simmons. Um, I have an idea. What's your idea? So they got a lot of money, right? The Sabers, yeah. Fold the team, yeah. Move them Fold to LA. the team. So move them to St. Louis. You take all the money you got and you say, "Hey, Kyle Dubas, come be our GM." Don't you dare! Don't the Maple, Maple Leaf Sports would be like, "We have more." I don't know. No, no. They would say, "We we have more." Plus, do you GM want money? Versus- do you want? Do you want the Sabers? You're Kyle Dubas. Uh-huh. Here's, the, here's the thing about great potential. It's only great potential until you actually have to do the job. Mm-hmm. And if you put yourself in a... If you take the Sabres job now and you're Kyle Dubas, you are taking a, a potentially poisonous atmosphere and you have to undo that. And it is very hard with guaranteed contracts to undo that situation. Why put yourself at that disadvantage when in a year when Lou Lamorello retires, you're the Leafs general manager? I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know if that's true either. I'm trying to find the quote. Um, at some point, Lou Lamorello said, if Kyle Dubas is not ready to take over as GM when I'm done, it'll be his fault. Yeah, I'm, Kyle Dubas is the next GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, guys. And Lou Lamorello so. signed a three-year contract. This is a three-year thing. 
And this is year two. Yeah. What if so after Buffalo next year backs up the truck? No, no way. Kyle Dubas n- is too smart for that. Okay, he'd yeah. probably want to rip the team apart again. He has. You got to remember that he's put his heart and soul into this as much as the players have, as much yeah. as the coach, like him, Brandon Pridham, those guys. They want to see that. And and Brian, and here's the thing: he'd be up the road, or sorry, mm-hmm. down the road, watching his creation kick his own ass. I don't think he wants to be a part of that. I, I just, I, why would you, if you're, unless you're going to Arizona, like was rumored that they came in and tried to offer him money mm-hmm. um, that they don't have. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. they offered We him. offered, we're going to give you a dollar more than you make right now. Come to Arizona. Theoretical dollars. The free dollars. cacti you want. Cacti, oh, you can go pick Arizona. your cacti out of the, re- out of the uh, <laughs> desert. Um, we're going to get so many Arizona fans tweeting us going, oh. I didn't appreciate that. Hey, enjoy your cactuses. <laughs> They will, because it's warm there. Yes. Bastards. No, anyway. So um, so, it's cacti. Nope, it's cactuses. It's cactuses. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Arizona. <laughs> it's cactis. <laughs> no? That sounds like a bizarre sex witch rule. Cactis. <laughs> it does, doesn't no, it? No, it sounds like a Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> yeah, Cirque du Soleil cactis. Yeah. Cactis. <laughs> and then you know it features a guy going, mm. Well, I was going to say the arms coming out of the cactus are like... Like it's like a hieroglyphic. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube, man. <laughs> but a ball. Speaking of Buffalo, um, you're right. We did need a break from the playoffs. <laughs> no, but the Buffalo, like I, I feel like you, you got to give that job to a guy who's been who's been waiting for it for a long time, but is not Kyle Dubas. Well, that would be Mike Fuda for sure. Uh, and uh, head coach, I Mike there's Fuda. Lo- there's lots of candidates. I think you got to. I think Buffalo's got some personnel changes on the ice that they're going to have to make. How about the return of Lindy Ruff? That's a joke. <laughs> you think it's a joke? I'd love Lindy Ruff to come back because he seems. Does Lindy Ruff seemed weird as a coach of anybody else other than Buffalo? Right. Yeah, it's like Curtis Joseph wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey like him mike montano on the red wings on the red wings or daniel alfredson on the red wings stop luke, doing that red luke wings Robitaille on the red wings stop. brett hall on the red wings and chris chelios on the red wings I mean, Jesus. <laughs> at least those guys won cups yeah like, i mean yeah it was very very strange gary roberts in a florida panthers jersey uh, and joe yeah, newendike yeah, in a Newendike. florida panthers jersey and yarmir yager in a dallas stars jersey oh that happened. and eric lindros in a dallas stars jersey and that happened too yeah. So these are the things that I, I, Lindy Ruff would be, at least with him, you know, there's no BS, right? No, none of the players are going to walk into the room and tell Lindy Ruff what's up. You need an experienced coach because you have some very strong personalities in that room. And that includes Ryan O'Reilly. That includes Evander Kane. That includes Robin Leonard. Uh, you know, those, those are three diametrically, all mm. of them opposed personalities. They're all very different people. So you either figure out how to get them to work together. And I'm not saying that they don't like each other. I'm just saying they're different people. Yeah. Um, or you have to move one of them. I think it's all it's all very like Mike Sullivan really just has to be a good motivator. Facilitates. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, same with Barry Trotz, really. You just be a good motivator. You have a stacked team. Babcock's got to be a little bit of everything because you're developing, you're coddling, you're convincing, um, punishing, slapping some hands when you need to. Uh, Dan Bilesma, I think, was a little bit of what Mike Sullivan is now in Pittsburgh. Just, hey, you guys are the Penguins. 
relax, go out there and play your game. You'll be great. It's a much harder sell when you're like, hey, you guys are the Sabres. <laughs> well, they haven't accomplished anything. You Exactly, right? So I don't know if he was the right fit. Who would be the right fit? I don't know if Daryl Sutter is the right fit for anyone right now. Um, Lindy Ruff maybe looks back on his time in Dallas and goes, well, I'll have better goaltending. <laughs> True. I can make Jack Eichel my new Tyler Sagan and figure out. Because the Stars were a scary team to play. Offensively, for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe and the Sabres should be. I'd the Sabres should be a scary team to play. Lindy Ruff could be a decent fit, man. Be cool to have him back. Um, yeah, so that's an interesting one. Uh, something very interesting coming out of Vancouver, which sucks for Canucks fans. Um, and by the way, I want to say I, was, I presented an award yesterday at Canadian Music Week for a luncheon. And besides the fact... Please don't congratulate me on this. He presented it to himself. Uh, no, it was presented. It's for for like single of the year and that sort of thing. So for every every musical award at this Canadian industry event, it was for top like all the pop artists. Who won? All of them. All of the awards were nominated. They, they were all the same nominees for every award. Shawn Mendes, Alessia Cara, Drake, Justin Bieber, <laughs> the, weekend. Um, the weekend, and there was one more, probably like Sean Hook or something like that. The Trues. Uh, no, 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 no. The Trues are not the pop. Trues. The Trues are not pop. That's this is like a pop. Doesn't music. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're doing an event. The Trues are going to be there. It's kind of kind of true. Um, I do this thing, and and so it's Devo Brown from our radio station, and I and Devo's like, okay, so it's the Fan Choice Award, like. He's like, I, let's just give it to the truth. Well, no. <laughs> he's like, so let's like go out there and at least try to do something with like, hey, is there fans? Because we got people from across the country. Is there fans from this? So I go across the go. Oh, do we have fans from Vancouver? Ooh. Oh, like Vancouver, no. like Canucks fans of all the cities, the Vancouver Canucks fans were silent because oh. I know there was a big Vancouver contingent there, oh. and none of them said be. anything. No. So they're pissed. Actually, I. Can, can I yeah. cut this Vancouver thing off to talk about something from Maple Leaf Square yesterday? Sure. Is it related? It is related. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I was worried yeah. for a second. So I was up on stage and they were all like, me. <laughs> so, and I signed so many autographs and people just threw money yeah, at me. It was great. And I was like, I'll take your money. No. Um, <laughs> on the note of poor fan reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Sittler came up on stage and everyone loved him, but the problem was he was a little early, so we needed to fill some time. So we're like, here, to, to kill some time, we'll go up there, do an extra segment. We'll get two fans from the crowd and play Name That Tune with them. The I don't know what kind of vibe you have to give off for this, but the second I met the two guys, I'm like, neither of these guys know anything about music. So we're playing Name That Tune and they are just botching over and over. What kind of songs over. are we talking here? The, the, the final straw was Hotline Bling. <laughs> and Jesus. first guy said, call me on my cell phone, and which is wrong. No. So he got booed <laughs> by, by Toronto. Like, he got booed by all of Toronto. And deservedly so, you knucklehead. And so I gave the mic to that? the next guy, who clearly did not hear the first one because the booing was too loud. And he said, call me on my shell phone. <laughs> To which everyone booed again. I know. I said this isn't a Fisher Price toy, man. Like, what are you talking about? So, are we going to be on the radio for this one? No. Well, then, then the crowd of I don't know ten thousand proceeded to chant, "You fucked up! You fucked up! You on the live stream." You fucked up, and me and Emily are like, "Okay." And the plan the whole time was just 
Ah, you both get a jersey. So we start with, you know what? We, we cut the game off. There was no winner. We're like, how about you both get a jersey? The whole crowd, boo! <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing we've done that's gotten any boos. These guys suck so I, bad. I listen to this this show. Same thing. Uh, a show called Kevin and Bean, and they're done in at a K Rock in Los Angeles. Legendary, yeah. legendary morning show. And one of the they they do this thing called uh, I forget it was like an outdoor event, and I think it's uh, anyway. At one point, they were doing an interview, and this is you have to remember this is seven thirty in the morning, and they're serving booze, and people are lit up, oh, right, Jesus. hammered, and they're trying to do like an interview, and they're really funny, and it was a really funny interview, but nobody's paying attention. They're all milling about talking and whatever, and so Kevin's like, Kevin's like, hey, shut up, we're doing an interview, and they oh, all were like, no. they're like, boo, fuck <laughs> you, boo, and he's and then he gets up. He takes the microphone with him. He's like, hey, I'll fight you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, USA, USA. <laughs> but you can't control those crowds, man. Like, no. they'll, they'll say what they want to say. There's nothing as the host you can Unless do. Unless you're Bill Burr. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take on an entire crowd. What was it, Philadelphia? Uh, Camden. So, yeah, very close. Oh, my God. That is one of the funniest clips. What, what should people Google? Philly suck. Oh, Bill Burr, Philadelphia. That's oh, it. It is not safe for work. <laughs> barely safe for life. It is a riot. It's yeah. such. It's so funny. Um. Okay. So speaking of the, the reason I brought up the Canucks, uh, Nikita Trampton, Trampkin, excuse yes. me, has left to go to tra- Is it Tractor? No. Avtomobilist uh, Yekaterinburg. Wow. So bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's that team about? Well, they're they have a cool logo. Really cool logo. Google it. Mm-hmm. Avtomobilist. Um, very cool. Joffrey Lupul played for them mm. for nine games <laughs> during the lockout before he said, fuck this. I think he left but without getting paid. I probably. I'm going to look up where Yekaterinburg is. Yekaterinburg. Somewhere near it's, Siberia. I know it's in the Eastern Conference and... The Eastern Conference is a very tough sell in the KHL because Moscow, it's an international city. St. Petersburg, it's very, it's a little bit westernized. Uh, some of the cities that aren't Russia, uh, like uh, Minsk or I don't is think Prague's there anymore. Zagreb. Um, Zagreb. What's the Finnish Prague one? Prague doesn't have a team anymore? Jokerit. I don't think so. No. Wow. Um It's the KHL. They probably lost one and then got one again. Anyway, those are a much easier sell for Westerners. Um, Yekaterinburg, I'm I'm trying to find it. It's way... Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even think the Nazis made it that far. Like, (laughs) look at that. Mm, No, probably not. Look at that. No, they didn't make it that far. That's how you can tell what East Russia is, basically. How far did Hitler get? Now, (laughs) (laughs) I use World War II for that. Anyway. Anyway. So, to Steve Simmons' point, mm. Vancouver, beautiful Yekaterinburg. So, what's he? Is it a big paycheck? I can't imagine it is, um, because I'm going to look this off. Uh, look this up. They're not SKA St. Petersburg, who, by the way, I think just won the Gagarin Cup. So, mm-hmm. Ilya Kovalchuk, Pavel Datsuk, they just won uh, the Gagarin Cup. Avdimobilist. Their top scorer this year in 53 games was a guy named Artem Gereev, I think. 28 points, 53 games. 
That was their top score. I am going to tell you Avtomo Belize uh, win record in the KHL in their existence. In their first year, 14 wins in 56 games. Second year, 10 wins in 54 games. Third year, 9 wins in 54 games. Uh, fourth year, 7 wins in 52 games. Then 22 wins in 54 games. Hot shit! 21 wins in 60 games, 21 wins in 60 games, and then this past season, 19 wins in 60 games. So why? They are broke and bad. Why would he leave the NHL for this terrible team? I am hopefully about to find out the answer. Where was he born? Ekaterinburg. There it is. Oh, he wants to go home. Just wants to go home. Wants to spend time with his mother. And he'll get a decent paycheck. And play for shitty, shitty, very, very shitty Aftermobilist. Mm-hmm. That's how bad the situation in Vancouver is. He doesn't even want to play there. And wow. I mean, I guess he just wants to go home. Or like, going home is better. Like, there, a lot of people were ripping on uh, Sergei Kostitsin because I think after the lockout, he just stayed in the KHL. You know, why, why the, you could play in Nashville on this up and coming team, or you can play in fucking Siberia. Why do you want to play in Siberia? He likes Siberia. Mm-hmm. It's where he's from. Well, it's like what Russian players like Winnipeg because it reminds them of home. Or yeah. Finnish players like Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what Leo Komarov said. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, I think of all the places in the world I could live, and I want to live here. Mm-hmm. I like it here. I'm from here. I've lived elsewhere. Yeah, but it's hard to live elsewhere. It's hard to do. It's hard to get used Imagine to. Imagine missing every birthday and every Christmas. And I know there's people listening that do, and I know there's people listening that have never never moved 10 kilometers or 10 miles away from where they grew up. For those who... <laughs> well, you have at least 10 kilometers, right? From How much more? Well, I grew up downtown for a little bit, and then I moved out to Mississauga, and then I came back downtown. Oh, okay. so. oh that's, right. that's right. All right. Same area. Yeah. Same thing. So, <laughs> you know, when you, when you do leave... It's tough. Yeah, I've I've a lot of respect for you know my grandparents coming overseas, my wife <laughs> and her family. Like I I can't imagine how difficult that transition is, no. and it's not for everybody. No, it's not for oh geez, what was his name? Tony Hand, I think. He was the British Gretzky. He right. and he played forever, oh, yeah. forever and ever. Could have made the Oilers. Decided I'd rather go to the UK. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't feel like it. Yep. And when I go to the UK, I go. I understand why I want, why we why he'd want to live here. Yeah, it so seems like a cool spot. It might not be a case of the Canucks are actually that bad. Trampkin hated it. It's some people I saw said Willie Desjardins basically screwed up the relationship. Um, that might be true too. It might be might be a variety of factors. Is, is it's Willie, rarely Willie's ever gone one thing. Now he's got to be. Has he, he been was fired? He fired? Did we miss that? I think we missed that. Yeah, actually. he was fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just a small note on Tony Hand. As a player coach for Manchester Phoenix in 2015, at the age of, that would have been 47, <laughs> he scored 45 points while also the coach. Yeah, he's he was... Oh, no, sorry, 56 points. He was a beast. <laughs> he was a beast. There was, some, there was some kind of interview with Wayne Gretzky where they're like, oh, there was a rumor that he was even more talented than you were. And Gretzky cut off the interview and went, think, I know he was more talented than I was. In 1984... <laughs> Um, he scored 164 points in 36 games. <laughs> so he was good at hockey. <laughs> he was far, far, far too good for the BHL or whatever yeah, league he was playing. He was far too good for hockey in England. <laughs> he was way too good. Uh, so I don't know. Sometimes 
Home is where the heart is, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it is nice to take a breather from that, from, from the playoffs a little bit. It's, like, it's chaos, man. It is chaos. It's so hard to keep up with everything. It but is it's great. Right. I've been posting the LFR this entire first segment. <laughs> um, we are short on time today because unfortunately right. our... our um, there was a booking error. Yes. And this is, again, why we are building our own studio eventually. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, I it think... It will be on the moon. It will be on the moon, so no. no one can book the moon. Because that's the most no. baller thing you can do to your studio. Exactly. Well, put it on the moon. <laughs> Adam's got a dinosaur egg in his fridge. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do the press conference early, and then we're going to get we're gonna get out of here. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. All right. All right. So, Jesse, so I have let his not read you. this question, but it's... Um, it's long, and I'm going to read it for the first time in is front it, of you guys. Is it a question or a statement? I, it's a question. God. I think it's about anxiety. Oh, okay. okay. Loneliness. I worried about I worry about the longer questions because it's usually, Adam, why did you fuck up when you said <laughs> blank, 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 blank? And I'm Adam, like, I think you do this well, this well, this well, this well. You're very talented wait, at this. Wait, who says this, I do this, anything this. well? No, wait. But. but. <laughs> so Malik says... Not a hockey question, but I need your help. Okay. As you guys are guys that I can look up to. I wanted to ask you, how can I gain the confidence to speak to people and get to know people to know me? Sorry. Sorry. Say that one more time. How can I get the confidence to speak to people and to get people to know me? How can I come out of my shell? I'm desperately looking for an answer. So you're shy. I understand 100% if this doesn't get answered. As this is an entirely unrelated topic, but I just read it, so there's your. Well, there's your first problem. Yeah. Do you have any background? Answer my fucking question. Is what you should write. Uh, Do you have any background on this person? Like, how old are they? I can go into more depth. Please. Yeah. Um, Please. I have a very hard time speaking to people, as I often freeze up and don't have a lot of interesting stuff to say, honestly. But I want to make new friends and put myself out there, so I can get myself recognized by people and come out of my shell. And hopefully, although it may be a long shot, get a girlfriend one day. I was previously in a long relationship. but not a long shot. Four years, she broke up with me on my 19th birthday. Ah, so fuck. He's 20 now. So that'll shred your confidence. So yeah. that's probably why your confidence is shredded. Let me, first off, let me just say this. And I know, Steve, you got some stuff to say on this. A couple quick things. First off. Um, find th- someone who's team you. Find. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, he is in college, by the way. You're in college. Okay, so. Great. First off. 20 yeah, years old. Your four year, Name is Malik. Malik, your girlfriend of four years. Um. Breaking your heart on your birthday probably seems like a big deal right now. I can guarantee in ten years you'll be like fucking idiot. What, what a, a fucking shit. idiot! Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is this is this too will pass. Um, and I don't want you to give her the power of your confidence. As in, do not let the fact that she broke up with you on your birthday devalue you. Yeah, it's not even a boyfriend or girlfriend thing. It's just anybody. Yeah. Don't let anybody own that much real estate in your head every time someone breaks up with me i'm grateful because it means that i'm avoiding bullshit down the road imagine i ended up with somebody fucking like marrying somebody that had broken up with me and they they didn't really love me right that would have it's like it's like the louis ck joke no good marriage has ever ended in divorce that would be sad. John and Mary, they had a really good marriage, and then they got divorced. <laughs> that was really sad. But that's happened zero times. <laughs> the other thing I will say, and then I'm going to let Steve take over. Sure. Here's the key to conversation. Okay. Asking questions. And then listening. You are putting all the pressure on you to say something interesting, right? 
You don't have to say a damn thing that's interesting. What you do need to ask is about other people. So I've just yeah. met Steve. I'm asking Steve about, uh, hey, Steve, what you, uh, hey, Adam, nice to meet you. Your name is? John. No, you're not. Yeah, you're, <laughs> now you've lied to me. <laughs> I, th- I thought this was no, a you're, fictional you're situation. Steve. This is Steve. You're no, Steve. No, no, I'm Steve. All right, yeah, John. Hi, I'm John. John. Uh, yes. John and Adam, it's great to meet you. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, what's uh, w- What kind of stuff are you into? Um, well, I am a pizza delivery man right now, but I go to school for astrophysics. For Stop. Panago. For Panago Pizza. Stop on yes. that. Yeah. John's a pizza delivery guy. What do we know about pizza delivery guys? A, they show up in pornos and always get laid. B, <laughs> B, facts. I mean, well, really, literally, they, it's like, oh, I don't have any cash for my tip, but you but can I show got a tip. But I got a tip for you. Um, <laughs> they or, never or show the private, the private detective. Oh, hey, detective, I got a place. I got a tip for you. They never show the next customer, hey, my fucking pizza's cold. <laughs> I'm not paying for the shit and then he gets fired. The guy's there for like five hours. <laughs> that was great. Like, you were fired. You were supposed to be back at work like we three need, hours We ago. need more realistic porn, don't you think? <laughs> this is bullshit. How are you having sex for 45 minutes? That's crazy. But you have a job to do. <laughs> Number two. Where are the other pizzas? Number two, John slash Steve. Pizza delivery guy. What do pizza delivery guys have to do? They meet, drive. They drive, but mm. they also meet new people every day, all the time. It's their job to drop pizzas at pe- people's houses. So what I would say is, pizza delivery man, you must have some crazy stories. Yeah, or and that's and that's very general. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's very general. But you must have like you, like you must have a crazy story about. And as soon as you ask people to tell a story about. Mm. And you look them in the eyes, and you're interested in what they have to say, and you sit there and you listen. That is the conversation. But see, Adam did commit a little bit of a, a conversations in there. What did I do? What am I going to school for? Well, astrophysicist. But I didn't oh, get to that yet. Oh, so he did catch it. I listen, man. You, you're not going to ask me about astrophysics? I would far. I, I don't know. Astrophysics isn't a general topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess astrophysics, that's true. like, oh, tell me about astrophysics. Well, I, you go want to, to university. The entire thing to no, you? yeah, yeah, you? no. This isn't a conversation. This is me lecturing. And, you. and if you say to, if you say to somebody, um, hey, so what are you going to do with the astrophysics degree? It could be taken as an insult. Or it's just like, what the fuck are you going to do with the astrophysics degree? Like, what are you, my parents? Asking me what I'm going to do with my degree? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I want to hear <laughs> is stories about your experience. Because what'll happen, and 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 even if you have this conversation, and this goes for everybody, if you have a conversation with somebody, you're out to dinner with them, and you have this conversation, and you ask them questions all meal, and they don't ask you shit about them about yourself, they will come away going, "Wow, that's a great person. That's a really great person." And even if you don't get the question asked back your way the first time, they will want to know about you. They'll find you interesting because you found them interesting. It's a, it's a human thing. And then thing. you will reel in yourselves uh, nice old narcissists. Well, sometimes no, yeah, sometimes you run into a narcissist that only wants to talk about yeah, themselves, but yeah, we all yeah. know what that's about and so don't so stop talking to them. Also, Malik, like you you need to do a little bit of thinking, like just set aside some time to think uh, privately about what is and isn't actually true. So it sounds to me like you maybe like you said you don't have anything interesting to say. Well, is that true? I bet if you think hard enough, it's not. Like there, there's nothing about you at all that's interesting at all. Sometimes- you listen to a cool podcast. 
That's interesting. I guess. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to be like, talk about us. Hey, Malik. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you something. Podcasts, not interesting. <laughs> Don't talk to people about podcasts. <laughs> Try having enough conversations, trying to explain to people what a podcast still is. It's not, just don't even bother. You have been, you've been on the planet for two decades and you will hopefully be here for a number of decades more, but there is no way that in two decades, nothing interesting has ever happened to you ever. And you have nothing to talk about ever. You should tell all the future girls you meet how much your heart was broken by your previous girlfriend. Oh, that goes over so Great advice from Uncle Jesse there. (laughs) Does it? I don't actually know. I can't tell if he's being sarcastic You know what you never do? (laughs) Steve doesn't know. You never talk about your ex. That's a conversation for six months down the road when you're committed. Mm -hmm. You don't have, you do not have a talk about that. Because yeah. I'll let you guys do the relationship advice. I'll do um, the general self-esteem. You don't <laughs> because they don't factor in your world anymore. If you bring them up early yeah. on, it means they still factor in your world. And that was over a year ago, man. Yeah. And even if they do yeah. still factor in your world and you still feel bad about it and it still cuts you deep, which is fine, by the way. That's okay. You don't need to reveal that to somebody else yet. They haven't earned that place in your life to know that information. And by the way, if they do earn that place in your life, chances are the other, the thing that was bothering you, the thing that you're still hanging on to from your last relationship probably will go by the wayside as the new person moves in. I think, I think you're exhausting yourself, man. Like I think. Don't think about it. Yeah. I, th- the, the best way to jump, jump off a rock cliff, <laughs> like at the cottage or something is just go for it. If you spend too much time thinking about it, you'll freeze up and you won't do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. If you spend so too much conversation, I've been- Huge dick. <laughs> okay, Malik. No, that's no. I mean, that might work one out of every hundred times, which means you're gonna get smacked ninety-nine times. I just trying to think of the that. most awkward thing Malik is doing. Your wife, doing your wife, doing your son. Ninety-nine slaps worth it for the one time it works. No, no. Okay. Maybe if you're tall and handsome like Jesse. By the way, Jesse, no. you're such an ass. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just you're just totally giving the worst advice. But no, Jesse, you guys like, are being so much, so nice and honest. I'm trying to yeah. balance it out. Yeah, That's I fair. think I'm being nice and honest. Adam's like, I got a big dick. <laughs> Uh, I'm being very good at no, I know, I'm, I'm being kidding. crass, I know, but I'm, I'm, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm just trying to balance out the conversation. I get it. I would I say, uh, yeah, don't listen no, to Jesse. Exactly. Don't listen to me. I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you're, you're, over- <laughs> you're, you're, you're overthinking way too much. Yeah. I have nothing interesting to say. And the another problem with that is it radiates off you, man. Mm. Like if if you're thinking that, it's like it's like how animals can smell fear. Like you can smell a lack of self-confidence. I, funny that you say that. I, I remember when my new boss took over um, at, at KISS. Don't worry, we got time. No, no, no. New boss took over at KISS, and he listened, to, he listened to our breaks, or my break, me specifically, and he said, um, he said, you don't sound like you're very confident in what you're saying. He said, I don't, I don't believe what you believe you. He's like, I know that's a fact. I know what you just told me is a fact, but you don't sound confident in it. And at the time, uh, full disclosure, I wasn't, I had, I had come off of uh, a year, a terrible, terrible year. And this all, by the way, happened when we were doing the podcast. It didn't thankfully come through on the podcast, but it was him restoring that confidence and going, no, 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 you're, you're good. You're good at this. Like Mm -hmm. you can do this. And Malik, you're good at this. You can do this. It's just you, you have to not second guess every word that comes out of your mouth. There are going to be things that you say that are not well received. Welcome to my world, man. 
That I, I have an entire Reddit page, which is named after Steve Dangle, devoted to the shit that people don't like that I say. But it doesn't mean it's true. I think uh, people <laughs> post there. A little. <laughs> I think people post there often in jest. Sure, maybe not. Um, but but dude, here's the thing: who gives a fuck? You're gonna say shit that's wrong. Don't try to be perfect. Yeah. Just try to be you. And I mean, uh, you know how you get better at anything is reps. So just Ice time, do it. baby. Ice time. Ice time. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna learn anything Ice. sitting on the bench. Join a conversation Ice, league. That was really good. <laughs> conversation. I know. League. I what just the made hell that up. That? <laughs> talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to people, and it doesn't. You don't need to. You know, get into some crazy goodwill hunting analysis of their entire life. Like, just start up a little conversation. It could be about nothing, and it's just. I'm not saying spark up conversations with Adam Wilde at the urinal, but you know, you could just talk to you. little. Little things like you know what I and we've been through this before. You know what I hate ordering food. I hate it, but that's a human interaction. Order food more often. I don't know. Maybe it's that little baby step. <laughs> I remember. You're I remember. Really wait, <laughs> remember waiting at Panago for like twenty extra minutes, mm-hmm. and Steve were like, "Steve, did, when's the pizza ready?" And he's like, "I don't know. I, just, I haven't asked." I don't, I don't. Like, Steve, we ordered that. We need, and they're you like, "Oh," the and, the, and the pizza was cold. I like, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the weirdest thing about getting dude, food. I think they, people they were think, waiting for us. Yeah, and it was literally just walk up to the counter, Steve, <laughs> get your damn pizza. I just I don't want to offend anybody by my order. <laughs> I, there, there was a little moment in my life. Um, so I like I, I think you think if you have a podcast and. And you do videos on YouTube and they get thousands of views and you do this thing in Maple Leaf Square. You might have all this confidence. Fuck no. No, I don't. Um, and I went to Edmonton in, I want to say, 2013. And I was talking to the great Wanye Gretz, the overlord of um, the Nation Network. And he was he was talking to me about me. He's like, yeah, I really like what you do. You know, you do this great, you do that great. You have a really lack of self-confidence, but you do this good. And, it, and he just said it in, like, such a passing way. I was like, wow. He said that to me. He said it like it was something I should already know. It was that obvious. And for it's, for a sec, I was like, man, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck you for even saying that. But I was, I was like, okay, okay. That's something I need to work on. And I've slowly been trying to work on it. And it's a process, and there's no... There's no magic beans for it and no mm-hmm. magic potion. But uh, yeah, reps, ice time. I really you like look that at metaphor. Everything as a skill you can work on. Yeah. These aren't and conversations. Things. No, a conversation is a skill. You can learn anything. You yeah. can learn how to have a great conversation. Do you at think the that- beginning of the season, I said to Mike Cormack, who is the head honcho of all things sportsnet.ca, I was like, I, I want to become a better writer. He's like, so write. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh. Yeah. I thought he was going to give me all these tips. No, no, just write. Mm hmm. And then I wrote, and he's like, good job. <laughs> That's it. It's taken me 10 years to figure out storytelling. I was a terrible storyteller. Storytelling's story hard. It is. Mm-hmm. I still fuck up sometimes. just starting to figure it out on kids. I get, caught up in, I get caught up in shitty, dumb, just completely you? needless details. No. <laughs> yes, yes. I can't I wait till you're old. Like, when, oh, when we're at the old oh, man's When we stories. are at the old folks' home, the three of us, <laughs> when it becomes the old man podcast. Yeah. Which every time, will. every time the 2002 Leafs playoff run comes up, I, I appear Indian. Like it just comes out of my <laughs> mouth. Why don't I talk about any, the least important factor in that entire series? I'm like, not for the Marlies. <laughs> F- fourth defenseman they called up for the Marlies, Pierre Hedin. 
<laughs> when there's like four future Hall of Famers on that team. Matt Sedin, Gary Rogers, Sergio Pierrot, Ron Francis, Brian Leach. Did did someone mention Pierrot? Why? Why? That's why we make fun of you on the show because there's sometimes you're like I'm a fucking head case. You take right right hand turns and I'm like oh my god. It's like well I was wearing a blue shirt when I really should have been wearing a black one and Jesse and I are like oh okay. Here we go. <laughs> I, I love. Yeah, I, I use a spoon with my toes. I just it's, it's how I do it sometimes. Like I just. But your comparisons, your your uh, metaphors are amazing. So anyway, we do have dumb. to go because the studio is booked. But Malik, update us, man. Let us know how it goes. And remember, this is going to take time. It's a process. And also, remember, remember, try to figure out. You're 20 years old. These are the times when you start to figure out what your passions are. Do more of your passion. Yeah. Confidence follows. Whatever your passion is, if your passion is building bridges, build bridges. Mm. Do it. I like whatever it is. And so what Adam's saying is get good at stuff. I'm gonna say allow yourself to get good at stuff. Don't try something and be like, oh, I fucking I suck. I suck at this. Yeah. I'm trying to get good at this. Everyone sucks at first. Yes. <laughs> so my For favorite a long question. Time. My favorite question is, hey, how do I make a good podcast? It's my favorite, and I don't get that from people just starting podcasts. Like oh, we got a no. bunch of listeners that have started mm-hmm. podcasts, which is amazing. I get that from management here at Rogers. How do we start a good pro- podcast? Uh, 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 how do you how do you do a good show? So start there, yeah, you, and then tinker. One, you, you do it. Start a show. Start the show. <laughs> how do you start? How do you become a race car driver? Start hmm. the fucking car. How do you become good at something? Well, All right. <laughs> Be okay with the fact you will suck at first. Yes. There's step one. You're going to suck for a step while. Step one, you're going to be bad. Step two is get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that one's the hard part. I, no, the hard part is sucking. Sucking Anyone sucks. Anyone wants to be good. Mm-hmm. It's okay to... It, who doesn't like scoring goals? It's all those times you fucking whiff and mm-hmm. fall on your ass. All those times that you have to do backwards crossovers <laughs> that, and falling over on the ice in practice, even though you'd rather just be shooting at the net. Dude, yeah. I was on stage at Maple Leaf Square for three seconds before I was like, why did I get myself so worked up? But the lead up to that. <laughs> it's like the lead up to the gym, man. Oh, who God, likes, I, gonna... I like being at the gym. But going? Being at the gym is great. Going to the gym, fuck that. Uh, I have a gym in my building and it's so nice. Have you ever used it? I use it quite often. Good. Because it's in the building. Because I just go down a couple of floors and it's right there. I, I don't uh, have to go anywhere. I have the same problem every day with my show at Kiss. I am nervous and antsy and sweaty palmed and uncomfortable. And then you start. And then we start and it's great. The same thing with being on BT. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Camera comes on, I'm good. Yeah. And afterwards you're like, wasn't that great? <laughs> wasn't that fun? You know what I noticed still listening to this podcast? Like I'll... I'll remember a moment that I thought was like a Mack truck, like a like a silence that I thought was five seconds. I listen back, it's like a second and a half. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a that's one thing in, in radio that they try to teach you to get comfortable with because what they do is they start they teach you I was talking to Jesse about this yesterday. They teach you how not to speak in radio. Mm. They teach you they teach you to stop speaking. Stop adding words. Stop take take out as many words as you possibly can. I remember the first things one of the first things somebody taught me was write out your entire break and cut and, and like, say it's a sentence long. Cut mm-hmm. every word from that sentence that doesn't yeah. need to be there. Talk like to, a fucking weirdo. They yes. Want you to That's talk great like advice. And, and they want the, you to talk like Trump where you just hit, this is sad. And you just cut down yeah. all the words where you're just right to the emotion. You're no. talking in sound bites. Yeah. You're talking for yeah. 10 seconds at a time. And then all of a sudden, I was 23 years old. And they threw me on a morning show in Calgary. 
and said, okay, now we need to talk, need you to talk on average from three to five minutes. Yeah. You got to stretch 10 seconds, three to five minutes. Yeah. I was awful, awful, brutal, but you got better. And you know, you know what made me a lot better reps this show. Oh, because what do we do? We come in here and we talk for two hours every, every freaking other day. Adam is very well-rounded. Mm. Not just his bum. <laughs> Which is quite rounded. Yeah. I bet I bet that's a problem you have there, Malik. I bet I bet every pause is an eternity mm. to you. Yeah, that's a good. Remember point. it's not. It's not. Hey, on that note, we gotta leave. We do love leave. you all. Love you, Malik. We believe in you. Can't wait for the update. I don't. And by the way, girlfriend will come. Sorry. You don't want, you don't just <laughs> even Jesse said he's I'm started. just gonna steamroll over that one because we gotta wrap Malik, it up. You know what? <laughs> Maybe you just need to pull up your own bootstraps and get your shit together. No. Stop looking to ask for advice. <laughs> poor guy. When I was your age, I went out and got a job. Um, have by you the ever way, climbed two mountains in one day? When I was 19, I already had my own house. Thank Sorry. you, baby boomer generation. <laughs> Houses were 19 grand at the time. Um, the other thing I want to throw out there, Malik, buddy, you don't want a girlfriend. You want the right girlfriend. Big difference. Big difference. Just yes. like anybody who is single who's on the other side. Or or it doesn't matter whether you like guys or girls. doesn't matter. You want the right person, not a person. Thank yeah. you. I'm done. It's not a status symbol. It's one of your best friends. That's right. I Bingo. disagree with all of that. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.